0: And welcome to another episode of Horror Wars! Wars. And we are on the Riffing on Horror Network. My name is Rob. I'm Josh. And today, we've got episode 18. First off, though, as last episode, you know, I kind of want to give a a number reveal here Mm -hmm. like we did at the beginning of the last episode. Last episode, we had, what, 2,500 or something like that? Something like that. Okay, so so this episode it's uh, six thousand two hundred uh, watches on YouTube and listens on you know podcast streaming things like Spotify. That's all combined.
1: Podcastness.
0: Yeah, so six thousand. Nice. Every uh, episode it's going up. I like that. Me too. So with this episode, uh, no, we're not as. Uh, Jovial and uh, yeah. fast because Josh is now working at my job with me, yep. so that's pretty dope. Yes, um, and also this is the last episode that we're doing in this house because yep. the next episode will be moved into our new place. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there we go. Um, this episode, episode eighteen, is going to be Pulse versus Pulse mm-hmm. for the war. Doo-doo. Yep. It is the Japanese original versus the American remake for the horror club talk. We have white noise. Mm -hmm. So this is also the first episode where um, I went on my legally uh, provided drug induced binge. And did all the way up to what episode seventy eight? Way too fucking many. Way too fucking many.
1: I was like, Jesus, man, this is definitely
0: next year. This like, is what, this the is some. Of, it might even be twenty twenty four. Could be. <laughs> so yeah, we've got a lot of episodes ready, but basically, with this episode begins the pairing of them. Yeah. So you know, pulses, internet, scary things, uh, uh, and ghosts, and contact through that white noise is EVP and internet scary things like, uh, and contact through that.
1: The Y two K shit.
0: Yep. Um and also after this we've only got one more Japanese versus American remake. Oh yeah. Yep. You want me to tell them what it is or no. Okay. So then episode 19 is the last Japanese versus American remake for the time. And then episode 20 is gonna be a big one. We're gonna get we're gonna get big here. But now for this. Uh like I said, white noise and then um what else was there? Oh, we've got, like, what, four or five questions this episode? Something like that. Something like that, yeah. So, all right. We're going to get right into it. Yeah. And Josh is going to begin because he's got the original Energy. Pulse. Yeah. And I made the letters bigger for him. Because I'm blind. And I also have another light on him. Yes. And he's got his glasses this yes. week. Yes. So he can see with his glasses. Indeed. All right. Take it away, brother.
1: All right. The movie's name is Pulse. The release date was February 3rd, 2001. Runtime of Annette. A- Runtime. Runtime of an hour and 59 minutes. The budget, none found.
0: Yeah, I couldn't find any at all, anywhere.
1: The box office, it made 318451
0: And that's probably why I couldn't find a budget. Sheesh.
1: <laughs> so, none. Right. Uh, production companies, Dai Films, NTV Network. Uh, Haku- not MTV. Not, N-T-V. not MTV, NTV right. Network. Hakuhodo and Imagicha? Ima-
0: Apologies. Salud. <laughs>
1: uh, produced by uh, Shun, Shimizu, Senji Akuda, Ken EOM, eh, wow, Ken EOM, that's how it's spelled, and Atsuki Shimoda. Screenplay was by Kiyoshi Kurosawa and directed by Kiyoshi Kurosawa. Cinematography by Junichiro Hayashi, edited by Junichi kinkuchi and music by takafumi hakata hakata yeah hakata
0: and as if you noticed um music is now added because oh, yeah i figured we always talk about the soundtrack true uh, why not add music you know because musical scores are very important fair enough so uh
1: where to watch currently you're able to watch pulse streaming with subscriptions on hoopla HBO Max, and AMC+. Plus. You, you can also watch this with ads on Vudu, free. Finally, you can rent or purchase Pulse on Apple iTunes, Vudu, Amazon Video, and Microsoft Store digitally. Weedly, weedly. Uh, the rating, 6.5 out of 10 for IMDb, 75% for Rotten Tomatoes, and 3.6 out of 5 for Letterboxd. Wow. Good or bad.
0: I, oh, man, wait till you get to mine. Jesus.
1: Plot. A college student, <clears throat> Toguchi, commits suicide. A number of young adults living in Tokyo witness terrifying visions, transferred across the internet. As more people disappear throughout the city, the internet becomes a breeding ground for malevolent spirits.
0: Two thousand one.
1: Yeah, this is a time when the internet was super evil. Yeah. The uh, related media. It's an adapt. It was adapted into a novel called Cairo, uh-huh. which is K A I R O.
0: Which is pulse. Which is pulse.
1: Uh, there are no more facts on Mbib, just ten?
0: Just the ones that you got. I think there's like eight, eight. yeah.
1: The Japanese, the Japanese title written in kanji means circuit. Uh, a large number of scenes were shot from windows. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, another movie called Pulse was released, uh, was released in 1988 with a similar plot about evil electrical-powered entities, but it isn't connected to this film in any way.
0: Not one bit. An
1: Americanized remake starring Kristen Bell was released in 2006. Hey.
0: It's like they knew. Right. Uh,
1: the shot of a woman leaping off the side of a building is a relatively simple combination of careful editing, computer graphics, and stunt work. As director Kiyoshi Kurosawa explained, uh, explains it, a stunt woman was filmed bungee jumping off the rooftop, followed by a dummy dressed in the same clothes. The two shots are edited <laughs> together and the bungee cord digitally erased
0: yep and for 2001 that was very yeah, that's high tech that's high tech and time consuming
1: uh, this film references pop culture anime what this film references pop culture anime serial experiments lane
0: Mm-hmm.
1: yeah you got me on that one mm-hmm. Uh number 7 forbidden rooms are haunted I'm sorry forbidden rooms are haunted spaces marked by red tape around their doors and windows that must be why like there was like the big red filters Mm-hmm. okay yeah Uh, Number eight, while Kawashima is looking at the various people moping about in some canatonic state via webcam, there is one man who appears to be sleeping on his desk. He then wakes up, raises his head, and looks straight into the camera facing us. That man is Kurosawa Kiyoshi, writer and director of this film. Yep. That's cute. Yep. Now, the Um, cast
0: for you, right? Yeah, cast. I always do this. I always jump the gun.
1: Kumiko Asao as Michikudo. Haruhiko Kato as Ryosuke Kawashima. Uh, Koyuki as Harue Kurosawa. Kurume Arasaka as Junko Sasano. Wow. Uh, Masatoshi Matsu as Toshiyabe. Shinji Takeda excuse me, as Yoshikizaki. Jun Fubiki as Michi's mother. Ah, my favorite character. Shun Sugata as boss. Mm hmm. Koji Yakusho as ship captain. Sho Aikawa as employee, second favorite character. And Kenji Mizuhashi as Taguchi. I'm so sorry for messing all those names up.
0: Facts. Okay. So I just marked off mine, you know, for everything while I'm going to be talking. I'm sure Josh is going to mark off his. And for those that aren't familiar, we'll explain it when we get there. So as per usual lately, I've got the shitty American remake.
1: Hey, you're more than free to take the OGs.
0: (laughs) Uh, Movies Pulse. Release date is August 11th, 2006. Runtime is one hour 30 minutes. Budget was $20.5 and it made $30 million exactly. Wow. So it made $10 million more, well, not even, $9.5 more back. Uh, production company's Distant Horizon, produced by Anat Singh, Brian Cox, Michael Leahy, and Joel Sionson. Screenplay was by Wes Craven and Ray Wright. Wow. Wait until you hear this, though, when I get to the physics. Directed by Jim Sunzero. Cinematography by Mark Plummer, edited by Bob Maury, Robert Robert K. Lambert, and Kirk Mori. There was three editors on this fucking movie. Music by Ilya Cimmeral. And where to watch. Currently you're able to watch Pulse Streaming with subscription on HBO Now, DirecTV, and Spectrum on Demand. Alternatively, you can watch for free with ads on 2B TV, the Roku Channel, YouTube free, Redbox, Pluto TV and voodoo free and imdb tv's channel on amazon video That's a lot of fucking places to watch this for Good free Lord. well that's because it's that horrible <laughs> it is also possible to rent and purchase pulse digitally on apple itunes google play movies amazon video microsoft store youtube redbox and DirecTV online so the ratings 4.7 out of 10 on IMDb. on Rotten Tomatoes. Two out of five on Letterboxd. Destroyed. Plot. After her boyfriend commits suicide, a psychology student and her friends begin receiving unsettling emails and video messages. After a number of disappearances across campus, she teams up with a computer hacker to shut down the deadly force before it spreads to the rest of the world. Dun, dun, dun. Hackers. 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 Related media, Pulse 2, Afterlife, from 2008. And Pulse 3, from 2009. I really hate the fact that this movie had fucking sequels, and the original one did not. No. And and we're going to talk about a lot that I hate in this movie when we get to it. So, film facts. There's only five more on Mdibidibu. Number one, in 2003, Wes Craven signed on to write and direct the film. However, the project was pulled from the schedule by... I hate saying his name, but the rapist and grooming film producer Bob Weinstein before shooting. Sheesh. Subsequently, Craven's screenplay, screenplay was rewritten. Re, there's word salad right there. Wes Craven's screenplay was rewritten by Ray Wright for the film that was ultimately made by direct, director Jim Sonzero. <laughs> I did not realize that that was going to be so hard to say. When I put it there, like, what the fuck? Number two, the trailer features footage from the original Japanese film called Pulse. One shot in particular features the plane crashing. The shot was redone for the final film. Number three, in the film Forgetting Sarah Marshall, 2008, also starring Kirsten Bell during the dinner scene, a movie very similar to plot and pulse is talked about that Sarah was in. It is humorously referred to as a horrible movie with a ridiculous premise. Yeah. <laughs> Number four. This is film this is the film Brian Draper and Tori Adam Adam Sick claim to have seen the night they murdered Cassie Joe Stoddard. Hmm. For people that don't know, this is the quote-unquote Scream killing. So these two were inspired by Scream where drew barrymore's character gets killed and they tried to play it out the same way yeah so this is the movie that they claim to have been watching the night that they did it number five the opening scene in the library was shot in five hours number six an interview with fangoria magazine director jim sunzero assured readers that the key scenes from the original movie in particular the infamous tower jump suicide would be retained this scene is absent from the theatrical version, as it had to be cut to attain a PG-13 rating. However, the scene was restored in the unrated version. Number seven, originally scheduled to release on March 3rd, 2006, then pushed back to July 14th. It finally hit theaters on August 11th, 2006. Number eight, Kirsten Dunst was set to originally star in the film was supposed to shoot before returning to the Spider-Man 2 set in 2004.
1: Oh, that's crazy. Yep.
0: Uh, This film was the directorial debut of Jim Sunzero, who he uh, has done plenty of music videos and commercials and stuff like that, but this was his film debut, and he's only had like one other film since this. I wonder why. (laughs) Number 10. In an interview with Fangoria Magazine, Wes Craven disowned the film and said he hated it. His original screenplay was significantly altered by Ray Wright with various rewrites, and the final film barely resembled anything of his original vision. He ultimately claimed that he had no involvement in the final release. Yeah. So, wow. Sheesh.
1: Imagine hating what you made.
0: Imagine... Well, well it, hating what you wanted made. What you wanted Return made. Because I, it really upsets me because he was originally attached yeah. to direct yeah. and write, so what the fuck could he have actually done? made with this. If he says it resembled nothing compared to what he wrote and his vision, yeah. that upsets me. <clears throat> but I'm sure Wes, like, Rest in Power, had a lot of films that, you know, he wrote and was planning on directing, but, you know, got taken away or whatever. So the cast for this one, uh, wait until you get to the last one, because that's going to be your favorite character. Yes. Okay, Kristen Bell as Maddie ian Somerhalder as dexter christina Milian as is isabella fuentes rick gonzalez as stone jonathan tucker as josh sam levine as tim octavia spencer as landlady ron rifkin as dr watterson joseph gatt as dark figure kel o'neil as douglas ziegler zach griner as professor cardiff Ricky Lindholm as Janelle Robert Clotworthy as Calvin Mr. Chucky himself Brad Dourif as Thin Bookish Guy oh, sure. and thin the final bookish. one is Christine Barger as Goth Girl yes Yes. <laughs> so um, I really thought that the remake of Pulse was beyond trash salad
1: I thought it was okay I, just in small pieces.
0: I hate the fact that they literally turned it into a uh, techno-virus um, Terminator.
1: One of the best parts in that is the punching the uh, the ghosts on top of the truck, just like punching through it. Mm-hmm. But then they make holes in the truck.
0: Like, right. Yeah, dude. Are the ghosts or not, my brother? This dude. movie has so many plot holes and yes. so many fucking idiotic moments and like I said the fact that they turned something in my opinion that was very well done in Japan the three different stories that ultimately collided with each other and it was about ghosts yeah. this one like I said they it's ghosts but they turned them into fucking techno terminators
1: The only thing that threw me off with the original was just like the two different groups right.
0: Like, story
1: A, story B. Right. And then they're together at the end. Right.
0: Remake wasn't good. Remake was not good. So, for those that don't know, the title of the show is what it is. It's Horror Wars. So, now that we've described everything, we're going to put them against each other. And when we're done, we're going to give a final grade as to what ultimately we chose as the winner. I don't know Josh's choices. He doesn't know mine. And then after we're done, through that, we're going to kind of create an amalgamation of what our favorite version of the film would be, mm-hmm. and then um, we're going to move on to the rest of the topics. So, for acting, I gave it to OG.
1: I gave to a Remake just because I like the cast a little more.
0: See, I like the cast, but I thought that their acting was horrible. I understand that they were- Oh,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. I forgot casting and acting. Think, yeah, OG, 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 OG. Yeah, because yeah,
0: uh, yeah the yeah the casting I definitely gave to yeah we're gonna get you know ahead of ourselves, but I gave it to the um, yeah, the same. American because the cast if put in the Japanese setting to me would have been yeah. perfect. I'm not even gonna lie, like no. that you know. Um, so acting I gave to OG. directing I gave to OG. No, same. Um, writing slash plot I gave to OG. same because we already I already explained my reasons I don't like techno Terminator ghosts Uh, killers I gave to the OJ casting remake Uh, soundtrack I gave to the remake because it's got that 2006 you know vibe
1: I just gave it to remake because the OG like doesn't even have a soundtrack no there
0: was like a couple you know moments Um, Uh gore slash kills I gave to the original because Same. yeah. Okay, so so far we're actually like, on he pace.
1: casually just hanging himself mid conversation,
0: right? Was just so, like, right, the and then the water tower I scene, and you know, so on. Right now we're on track, hopefully, to get our second ever full uh-huh. grants We've only got a couple left. Pacing, I gave to the remake because I, I felt like it, it moved remake. faster. I swear to God, I gave it. To the remake. <laughs> Time period, I gave it to OJ. I gave it to OJ. Oh my God, because the techno shit yeah. matched more with that. And then for environment I gave it to remake because I like the the colors it, it, and
1: it just it makes more sense, I right. guess.
0: So did did we have a second? Yeah, or we had another tie. Fucking fantastic. Yes. So two, four, six, eight, ten. So the OG 1 by 4 points 12 to 8. So literally right there it describes what we like. We like the cast of the original or of the remake. We like the soundtrack of the remake. We like the pacing of the remake and the environment of the remake. But if you throw all of that into the OG one, take out the cast mm-hmm. and put the American one in, there's there's our perfect pulse. That's right. So that was much easier than I anticipated Agreed. it to be. <laughs> so um, yeah, we'll just move They're on. Just meh. <laughs> well, and see the thing is, like, I didn't consider either film fantastic by any stretch of the means. Uh, if
1: if we were going from like a one to a five, I'd give it like a two. Right,
0: and that would for me that would probably be both of them, yeah. because that's what geez. I meant as
1: a series as a whole. Right,
0: because I just. Um, I didn't connect with it. I didn't vibe with it. I guess because I was one of those teenagers in two thousand one where I knew better right. than to be like, yeah. "Dude, it's it's fucking technology. It's not gonna yeah. kill you. I mean, it will kill you, but
1: maybe that's why watching it later in life, it's just like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's fun. cringe. We, we already lived it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So,
0: and this also is the ending of the. Um, <laughs> Of all of our technological horror movies as well. Oh goodness. Holy shit. Because the last, what, three or four Mm -hmm. have all been like, oh, this is what tech... New stuff is bad. New stuff is bad. We must keep traditions. Blah, 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 blah. Whatever. My dick. (laughs) So we're going to go into Horror Club. Mm -hmm. And for those that don't know, this is our little discussion about um, horror movies that we have seen or whatever that we're just going to talk about and for this one it's White Noise release date January 7th 2005 Runtime: 1 hour and 41 minutes budget 10 million box office 91.2 million holy shit right production companies were Gold Circle Films and Bright Light Pictures produced by Paul Brooks screenplay by Neal Johnson directed by Jeffrey Sachs I read it as Sex the first time so did I when you (laughs) cinematography by Chris Seeger edited by Nick Authors music by Claude Foise plot architect john rivers is happily married to author anna but tragedy strikes when she is killed in an accident deep in grief jonathan hears from raymond price who claims that he was intercepted messages from anna via electronic voice phenomena or evp jonathan eventually comes to believe raymond's claims but as he is drawn further into his investigation investigating the phenomena a sinister supernatural presence invades his life starring michael keaton as jonathan rivers now, by the way this was at one point michael keaton's return to film
1: oh, yeah after batman
0: wow. well no he did a few other movies like i think multiplicity was his last one in like 96 huh. or like 94 was multiplicity 94 i don't know but it, that one was like pretty much his last one and it bombed bad yeah. bad bad and it took him out of acting until 2005 like jeez yes yeah. nice. so it was like a 10-year gap tanked his shit. yeah um so, Deborah Kara Unger as Sarah Tate, Chandra West as Anna Rivers, and Ian McNeese as Raymond Price. So, <clears throat> for this movie, I actually pretty much enjoyed it. It was okay. I saw it in theaters when it came out, mm-hmm. and I think maybe that was like a uh, better experience for me mm-hmm. because I was really excited about Michael Keaton returning to film. Right. I was, you know i i expected it to be cool at the time like ghost hunters and paranormal state and all those shows were like super popular so i was like dude this is gonna be a fucking knockout of the park Mm -hmm. i liked it it was all right it was okay um again it's it's a very (laughs) dryish movie Right. There's there's not a lot of.
1: It's a lot of watching Michael Keaton just like stare use technology. Yeah. And use, yeah, and use technology. And just look into like one computer screen and then go, wait, wait, wait. Or it was kind of showing ignoring off. Ignoring his like, kid. Ignoring his kid and then like showing off whatever new tech of audio equipment
0: you could That get. he could yeah. come up with. Yeah, because he spliced things together and was yeah. able to do this uh. and able to do that. So ultimately, through the EVPs, yes, he was contacting his wife, but he also pulled forward an evil entity which is possible with EVPs Mm -hmm. like that's you know so with the technology part that was more or less you know the two thousands and shit whatever but um I I did like the explanation for how she died I liked the explanation for spoiler for almost a 20 year old movie how he died yeah i did like the fucking techno demons yeah that were there um
1: the ending was definitely a surprise
0: because you always think that the main character yeah, is gonna live yeah. and no he fucking
1: is luckily trapped in the same video with his wife
0: yeah yeah i'm sorry and his body just laid in an empty warehouse
1: Arms all broken.
0: Arms all... Legs, legs all broken. All broken. Yep. yep. He was just all fucked up. Because they fucked him up. Yeah. They beat the shit out of him. And I was not expecting that. Yeah. Like, the whole movie, you're just sitting there like, man, I really wonder how this is going to yeah. end. <laughs> because, like, nothing gets revealed until, like, the last yep. 15 minutes. Yep. And the fact that he was kind of falling for the other woman in between. Yep. And then he just, like, gets murked. All right. Sorry about your luck, bud. Yep. But, uh... All in all, I think I would give this a three out of five for me. Mm, anyway. I'd give it
1: like a two and a half. It's just not for okay. me.
0: Well, it's because I, I think what is it? Because it's a very slow plotting movie.
1: That and it's just yeah. Again, it's more exposition. Yeah. yeah, it's just staring yeah. and doing nothing for.
0: No, the I, I, the yeah, I get that. I like it. I think because I like the the sound yeah. stuff. I like the technology right. part. Right. I like all that, and I do like the fact that he gets the shit beat out of him yeah. <laughs> viciously at the end um <laughs> so I guess we could give it like a 2.75 there you go. as a as an all-around metric score for it so with this one we usually do like top five um, like horror movies or top five this or top five that but Screen Rant did a top 20 most powerful horror villain of all time list now here is what they said Humanity is fascinated with monsters. We love zombies, ghosts, aliens, and humans gone bad. Due to this, there are a ton of horror movies where it is where it is the villain that is truly the star of the show. They are as diverse as our collective fears, and each has its own set of powers and backstories. Weak monsters in horror do not exist because they would not scare us. They are all powerful beings. But who is the most powerful? In this list, we discuss 20 famous horror villain characters that rank, and rank them from least to most powerful. Horror films remain, the, remain one of the favorite genres of movie fans, with viewers loving to give themselves a thrill and a possible heart attack with the jump scares and all-out gruesomeness of some of the most horrifying films out there. Of course, when it comes to horror films, there are characters that have become synonymous with the genre, and who spring to mind when discussing the scariest films you've ever seen. There are so many icons of on-screen horror, but which are the strongest? Okay. <clears throat> so, I feel like this, this list was updated mm-hmm. just last Halloween, mm-hmm. so it's a very new list, it's very, you know, whatever. But I just watched a movie today where I feel like this killer should be on the list. He literally made a pact with the devil. Hmm. And can't be killed. Oh, shit. And he has a, a co-killer that can't be killed either because he brought her in. So, and that movie's called Dreamcatcher, by the way, and it was done in like 2016. Hmm. So, with that being said, I don't feel like this list is right from the get-go. Okay. Because even though that movie, Dreamcatcher, wasn't very good, hmm. the fact that the character made a fucking pact with the devil. And cannot be killed. That's pretty powerful. That's, that's pretty fucking powerful. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <clears throat> So, with this list, they gave reasons as to why mm. these people are where they are. We're not going to do that because the reasons were like three fucking paragraphs yeah. each. Fuck that. I'm trying to get home. And, right, exactly. So, for number 20, they have Hannibal Lecter from the Silence of the Lambs series. Okay. Human, cannibal, mm. yeah. very smart. Number 19 Annie Wilkes from misery okay uh, she
1: could probably be 20 but
0: right I don't think she's more powerful than fucking Hannibal Lecter She's smarter she she just, right she tortured one guy
1: yeah she just happened to find the dude she's obsessed with take him to her cabin and break his
0: break his ankles, ankles and fuck him up and yeah, yeah. torture him and you know all sorts of shit that was one person yeah Hannibal Lecter killed a yeah. lot of fucking people and, and that one scene uh, what was it in Silence of the Lambs when they fucking went into the cell mm-hmm. and everybody was splayed open and right. shit come on yeah. she didn't do anything yeah. like that I think Annie should be number two I don't even think she should be on the yeah, fucking period. list to be honest with period. you I don't know why she's on the list um, mm-hmm. number 18 Jigsaw from the Saw franchise okay he's an old man okay. I could see I could see Jigsaw being 19 mm. and Hannibal being 20 still yeah when you go from that because, yes, he's an old man, but the way he did a bunch of shit was, like, fucking wild. So...
1: He's got the powerful brainness, Right, exactly.
0: Uh, number 18, or 17, Ghostface from the Scream franchise.
1: Yeah.
0: I... If you're gonna take Hannibal, Jigsaw, and Ghostface, at that point, Ghostface should be number 20. No. Because he's interchangeable. There's been 10 different fucking people as Ghostface. No. And... You know, those people, each individual has only killed maybe one or two people. So yeah. I get it why yeah. Ghostface is number 17. Because everyone can be Ghostface. Because everybody could be Ghostface. But at that point, that makes me feel like he should yeah. be number 20. Um, number 16, which kind of throws me for a loop here because with the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it kind of proved that like Leatherface is more hard to kill than they thought. Yeah, But they have him at number 16 here. Number 15 is Michael Myers. He literally cannot be killed. Yeah, he is the incarnation of evil. Yeah. He does not belong at 15. Yeah. He should be in, like, the top fucking five. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so far, I don't agree with any of this no, list. Not me either. Not, not one bit. <clears throat> number 14, Pazuzu from The Exorcist. They've got Pazuzu no. as number 14. Right. Chucky is rated higher than Pazuzu. Okay. <laughs> Now, sorry about that, it was nasty and my apologies. Number thirteen is Pinhead from the Hellraiser franchise. You're gonna have Chucky, which by the way is number twelve. Chucky is more powerful than Pinhead and yeah, a I'd, fucking demon from hell. Yeah. Whoever did
1: this, whoever did this list doesn't watch horror.
0: Whoever did this list They just I, they I, just looked up top twenty. Right, it must like, have been paid or something yeah. because there's no way in hell, Chucky is more powerful than fucking Pinhead. Yeah. One of the top lords of hell. He's a literally voodoo-possessed doll. Yeah. If Hellraiser, if Pinhead went against Chucky, he would fucking destroy him. Pazuzu would destroy him. This list is bad. Yeah. Super bad. Then you got number 11, the Creeper from the Jeeper, Jeeper Creeper franchise. Now, I feel like... He is very powerful because he is supernatural. He is very Pennywise-esque. But, spoiler here, um, Pennywise is uh, number five. So if Pennywise is number five, granted he's a giant space-faring being that only appears as a clown Mm -hmm. for people. Technically, it's the same story as the Creeper. Comes once every 23 yeah. years, does this, feeds on things, feeds on fear, feeds on this, kills, da, blah, 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 blah. So, aside from being a space creature, slash demonic space creature, whatever, uh, yeah. sure. there's nothing different.
1: Yeah, it's, this, this list sucks balls. This list is
0: horrible. Number 10, Freddy Krueger. Number 10, Freddy Krueger. Hmm. I feel like Freddy should be in I the disagree. top like in the top five at least. Uh, number nine, Jason Voorhees from the Friday the 13th franchise. I can okay. I can yeah. be okay with that. <clears throat> now this is where where things are going to get a little bit rough, because number eight's Candyman from the Candyman franchise. Okay. I do think he's more powerful than Jason. Not Freddy though. But I think when it comes to him and Freddy, they would have a hell of a fight. Yeah, that'd be a good crossover. That'd be a that'd be a better crossover than people want to admit. Oh, yeah. I think. Um, but I don't think that he should be number eight, no. especially considering what's coming up. Um, number seven, Sadako from the Ring slash Ring U franchise.
1: Okay, fair enough. But Medium, could be higher up.
0: She could definitely be in like the top 15s yeah. or whatever. Yeah, no, like most powerful. Because she doesn't do anything. No. She just curses people and they die seven days later. No. And you have to watch the specific video for it to happen. If you don't watch this video, that's them coming home. Right. If you don't watch this video, nothing's ever going to happen. Nothing's going to spread. She's not very powerful, at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, number six, the demon from the Annabelle slash Conjuring franchise. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah. Um, definitely should be in the top ten, but not, not top ten. The one. <clears throat> Excuse me. Number five, Pennywise, as we said yeah. earlier. I feel like should be definitely in the top five yeah. this is where we get a little sketchy for these two number four is the monster from it follows no so for those that didn't see it follows basically the premise is if you could have 20 million dollars but a snail chases you for the rest yeah. of your life and once that snail catches you you, you die. die that's literally the premise of the movie yeah. and i'm sorry but you can contain the snail. Yeah. There's there's no reason why you can't contain the snail. It's a fucking snail. Put it in a box. Right. So that shouldn't be number four. Yeah. Not at all. Number three is the Xenomorph from the Alien franchise. Not powerful. Not powerful. In,
1: not by itself. Not like, by in itself. In a horde, yeah. In a
0: horde, sure. Yeah. But they and they classified as a horde. Okay. So at that point, you could say, yeah, they're definitely like the fucking um, from Destiny. the the thrall yeah but as a powerful entity the fucking alien queen was the most powerful of the of the xenomorphs Mm. and she even got her shit wrecked yeah so why are they number three yeah that doesn't make any sense that that destroys me yeah number two death from the final destination Mm. franchise
1: alright that one makes sense. that one
0: makes sense it's fucking death yeah you you how are you gonna escape death yeah can't beat it (laughs) but at that point at that point there was many other films that used death in a different manner and was way more powerful so i get it but now here's where i get pissed off number one okay i love this franchise this is one of my favorite horror franchises of all time but she should not be number one they have keiko from the Grudge slash ju series is number one. Yeah,
1: that should be up a little further.
0: I understand their reasoning <clears throat> because her curse, As but again, this is as long as you see her yeah, or as long right. as you, if you don't see her or you don't experience it, it's not going to happen. Right. So why the fuck is she number one? True. Why? So... We're not gonna do what we were originally going to do because I this list has been dismantled the farther yeah. along as we went I was going to rearrange it I was gonna do some things but as I read it like earlier today mm. I just got so pissed off at it yeah. and I was like you gotta be fucking kidding me man yeah. <laughs> it was a pretty bad list so if you guys have anything that you would like to make your top five send it to us in messages or email mm-hmm. you know horror wars podcast gmail.com horror wars on instagram uh or even the riffing on horror network on yep. instagram or facebook whatever there's plenty of any ways of to the reach a million us. fucking places where you are yeah any of the million places we are so we're getting ready to come to the end of the episode which i believe is pretty good we only got a little bit left so with this as we do with every episode we're gonna read some questions and do some answers and all that but I also have a new Apple Podcast review that was done a few days ago. It was a five-star review. Nice. And the title is Great Idea. This show has a great original concept. Love it. And I'm looking forward to hearing the next episode. Give it a try. You will enjoy. Oh, thank you. I don't know how to pronounce the name, but it looks like it's Rem Remcutsy because it's R-E-M-C-C-U-T-C. So... Thank you, Thank you for the kind words the five star and the kind words. We do have questions today. We have one, two, three, four, five questions today. So, And they're all pretty relatively easy. We have one question from Amber Brooke. Do you prefer paranormal movies, slashers, or gore fests?
1: I like the paranormal because it, it gets the heart going, but gore fests are like brand right underneath. But paranormal, right. then gore fests, and then slashers
0: right so i mean like but some slashers are definitely gore fests true and some slashers are gore fest paranormal
1: yeah
0: (laughs) but if i were to just go by those
1: categories that
0: would it would be paranormal then slash then gore fest then slashers yep okay so for me i would prefer the gore fests because um in most gore fests there's some pretty good comedy and as i've that's right as i've mentioned before i love Fantastically outrageous gore fest with good comedy. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I find them to be my, my, uh, you know, how, how there's always that commercial of the white girl standing and looking in the door mm-hmm. and she sees this beautiful area outside and she's holding a cup of coffee or a cup of tea with like her one hand underneath and her other hand on the handle mm-hmm. and she's like happy. That's me. <laughs> That's <laughs> extreme gore with comedy. There you go. Um, the other question from Amber Brook is, "Who is your favorite on-screen killer?"
1: That is tough.
0: That is very tough. That is super tough, and that's why I gave you this early. So, I think I can honestly say my favorite on-screen killer. When you want to talk about a personality, I understand Freddie is a lot of people's and. I at one point would have said Freddie because I was a huge Freddy fan. He was like my favorite and everything. But I've really come to love Chucky. Okay. Over the last like maybe three or four years. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say his movies are better. Yeah. I'm not gonna say Freddie's movies are better. Both of their franchises kind of suck. There was only like one, three, four, and seven in Freddy's franchises that were good. Yeah, yeah. and then Chucky. Like he had a couple good movies, then a couple bad movies, then a couple decent movies, and now an awesome TV series. So it's like,
1: <laughs> I think so, mine would honestly be Jason, just Jason, because he was always kind of just the the silent shit brick or brick shit house, whatever. Yeah. Just just a stalking dude, and then whenever someone did anything, just a head
0: tilt, the head and, tilt, and then and then, just,
1: then and then chopping your fucking head off, or punching it off,
0: or punch, or throwing you against a tree in a sleeping bag, right, or you know having a sexy high school student come one to you and then destroy her
1: and and in not the sexual way in the destroy her oh yeah physically destroy her and that still can be considered sexual True.
0: (laughs) but yeah okay so chucky for me and jason for josh now we have another horror movie brethren podcast here their name is horror podcast movie reviews okay and um shout outs shout outs on instagram i've actually developed a pretty decent relationship with them they're two brothers that do um horror movie reviews so they're pretty good at what they do their last episode was um dead alive slash brain dead so definitely go check them out uh but they wrote is there a horror movie you really thought was going to be great but was extremely disappointing Mm, to that i will say i've got about 20. Or more, but do you have one that immediately comes to mind? Because I do. I have one that immediately. You go ahead.
1: Comes to mind. I, I, I know I have one.
0: And poor Josh is—he had to live through this because I kept repeating myself over and over and over again. But in 2016, myself, Josh, and our friend, our friend Brandon Moore. Oh yeah, I'm went to agree. go. Went to go see Blair Witch. Yeah. That. My God, it looked so fucking awesome yep. on the commercials and all the stuff online and the YouTube videos. and Oh my God, it was going to be so yep. great. And then it turned out to be Grave Encounters.
1: Uh, I, I'm going to say I have the exact same answer. As soon as you said that shit, I was
0: like, it's yeah. so bad
1: I forgot it fucking existed.
0: <laughs> like it was, it was, and I said this that night, what, at least 40 times because I couldn't believe that it was so blatantly ripped off.
1: We even did a review of it. We right? did a review the of it. That car. in the car. Yeah,
0: yeah. right after the movie was done. And in that review you can hear me say it at least 20 times. I was pissed. Yep. And I know that they got tired of hearing it and I know that it was whatever, but for me being such a big fan of Grave Encounters which at that point had come out like what 6 years before that, 7 years yeah, before a that. Long time. And then for them to blatantly rip off like so much of that movie no. in Blair Witch I was like you fucking cucks you pieces of shit you blue waffle eaten motherfuckers but they at said, least we got to see the Blair Witch
1: which was cool but it just felt like they could have oh, just changed God. the the demon and said like, grave encounters like right. 500 or whatever right the
0: fuck. right it pissed me off yeah it still pisses me off to this yeah, fucking it, day
1: I forgot about it until today right
0: that's how bad it was so thank you, Horror Podcast Movie Reviews, for asking that question. Because Good question. Because as soon as they asked it earlier today, I was like, fucking Blair Witch. Yeah. Fucking Blair Witch. That's yeah. it. The Blair Witch. Fuck that movie. Um, so we have it. This, I believe, is actually Pater Monkey's last question. Okay. Because we went through all of them. He had like, what, six or seven? His is, what are the best slash worst family or kid-friendly horror films? For example, you have creepy stuff like Turkey Hollow that's supposed to be a family film, but it's just really creepy. And then you have stuff that's sci-fi or fantasy like The Labyrinth, but it could also be considered a family film depending on how you look at it. So, I mean, I think the the thing that everybody takes away from The Labyrinth is the codpiece of David Bowie. <laughs> yeah. For one. Um, but I don't I don't really know of any movies that are supposed to be family-friendly horror. I got one. What's that? Coraline. Co- Coraline? Paranorman? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, I guess we could say, like, I mean, even that fucking, uh, I don't remember what the name of it is now, but it was a Thomas Edison or or um, something, and it was Claymation. Mm -hmm. And it had like Satan and he was talking about how he can build and rebuild and that part was ridiculously fucking creepy. I don't remember the name of it right now, but it was horrifying. Like even as an adult, like the way the clay moves and the way everything's done, it was goddamn creepy. You have another one? I wrote down
1: just a couple. I'm just going to read them off. Uh, Okay.
0: Besides Coraline. We got Sweeney Todd. Okay. Uh,
1: Goosebumps. That's a good way to get into it, the Goosebumps movies right. from the old times. Frank and Weenie. Frank and
0: Weenie was cute. Uh, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Vincent.
1: And one that just recently, I don't know if it's a remake or a part two or whatever, Dark Crystal. It's the a
0: puppets. TV series. Like yeah, the, the it the was, and they canceled it after the first one. Oh, my segment. God. Yeah. So Dark Crystal is another one. but and, and that's the thing. Those are movies that some kids could find horrifying. Right but are meant to be family films. Like, shit, you could even put Honey and I Shrunk the Kids True. as one of those because the fucking ant scene and all that shit, like... Even Flubber. Like, even Flubber could be considered, like, horror to some kids. So you really don't... It, it's I guess whatever it's, they see as horror. It, but it's also whatever whatever you feel comfortable showing them, I think. Because... horror is interpreted by the person. I can go outside and see somebody in a fucking tank top cut off shirt with like the the white arms and the the, the red arms or whatever and be like, oh, that's horrifying. True. So uh, it depends on what you find horrifying or what you find scary. And you're not going to know what a kid finds scary until you actually present it to a child. Right. Because Abu could be considered scary to some kids. You know, it's just a fucking cartoon monkey. But some kid will probably see that and be like, oh, my God, that's horrifying. I don't know. Um, So I hope that answered your question, Matter Monkey. (laughs) And the final question is from Joshua Graves. And it's a very simple question. And it's, why the fuck are y'all so awesome?
1: Because of our listeners
0: that let us continue to do this. Yeah.
1: I think that's cool.
0: Yeah. So thank you, Josh. And you're also awesome. You're also fucking awesome, and you're raising your baby right. So, yeah. <laughs>
1: Sorry for the lack of energy, folks. I am fucking drained.
0: Yeah, this was Josh's uh, first day at workadoo, and um, you know, he's he's he did really good today. Thank you. You're welcome. So, thank you everybody for listening to. <clears throat> Har Wars.
1: Wars. So brought I you have enough energy
0: for that. Right. Brought to you by the Riffing on Horror Network. And um, we will see you again in two weeks with episode 19. And um, I'm Rob. I'm Josh. And goodbye, everybody.
1: Everybody.
0: Now, we do have a new slogan. The, the Riffing on Horror Network has a new slogan. It is uh, <clears throat> We're keeping it classy. With a dash of Slashy. I love it. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> cute. It's cute. So, okay, everybody. We'll see you guys bye, love in a couple you. weeks. Love you. Bye. bye. bye.